0: தா பாড়া வந்து ஒரு கவர்ல போட்டு அந்த கவரை ஒரு கருப்பு கவர்ல போட்டு நீங்க அப்படியே அந்த டேபிள்ல ஸ்లైட் பண்ணீங்கனா நான் குயட்டா எடுத்துட்டு போயிட் யூஸ் பண்ணிட்டு கோப்பைல 2021ல இது நடக்குதுனா சொல்ல ரொம்ப நிறைய இருக்குங்க வெல்கம் This is another episode of Petromax Light Te Venuma and I am Madhu and I am co-hosting this podcast with Kritika. Today we are going to talk to Shri Priya Shridharan and understand all these taboos around menstruation and why people still say chums instead of periods and most importantly talk about different sustainable alternatives that are available in the market in compared. To your, in comparison to your regular paths.
1: Hi, Shri Priya. Thank you so much for joining Hi. me on this episode. Uh, so, can you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? About uh, about me, I am uh,
2: for now. I identify myself as the host of Circular Business Podcast. In addition to my uh, women empowerment work, and also being a freelancer for environmental sustainability so i've um, i've been a part of the manufacturing sector for uh, more than 7 years i kind of uh, got campus recruited after my mechanical engineering and i got exposed to the business world then that's when my interest for the reality check that i i got when i was a part of the industry Uh, sparked my interest for environmental sustainability and it slowly transformed into passion the more I kept reading about it and uh, that's how then I also started implementing a lot of um, little things what as an individual I can do to be more sustainable and kind of reduce my own carbon footprint. So that has been me. And this me is very different to what I was probably even two years ago. It's like a complete transformation. So I have a whole new identity today. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so w- the why we wanted to also talk to you or speak to you uh, and how it aligns to our podcasts, Uh, is that um, we're talking about like, you know, creating, setting our own body standards and not running behind existing industry standards in any way, whether it's your body, whether it's your skin uh, or any part of your body uh, as well. So uh, one important thing we have to talk about in this regard is obviously menstruation. So I noticed that you had written a blog about periods for change, correct? So Uh that's where I got the inspiration uh, to uh, uh, talk to you about how did that change come about. So we we start off with you telling us how did that happen?
2: That was one of, uh, it was like an outcome of uh, my own thoughts for sustainability. Like when I realized, oh, I need to start. Practicing sustainability myself—that's how it started. Of um, figuring out what is my major carbon footprint, and it ha- it came probably almost after a year. Right? It was I. It had it was not like all already figured out. And first of all, I need to thank you guys for uh, bringing this body positivity out in the open. It's so important. I remember getting feelings many times in my life where I felt like oh am I enough and that's that's why I appreciate and I really I'm I'm so grateful you guys are talking about it it's so important and I feel more and more women should just come out there and talk to each other and just be okay I mean don't nobody is judging it's just a lot of mindset shift is needed for us to grow as a um, as a community more than gender anything it's more uh, our own insecurities that just needs to be broken and I think We need to accept ourselves the way way we are and just be amazing at it. So thank you for that. And uh, coming back to the point of uh, menstruation, it it was a slow transition, I would say. And uh, I would like to begin from a place where, A, when I researched on, okay, what are the alternatives for uh, a sustainable menstruation? I remember seeing this... um, story by Wandering Kamya she is an Instagram influencer she's a traveler okay and she had uh, once posted about this magical cup (laughs) and I uh, it was I think in 2017 or 16 I had seen that post and I was like what is this thing and she being a traveler more like a she has a very sustainable life and very minimalist life because she's traveling I also wanted to explore the world like the way she does. And I, I kind of was on that path. I already had started traveling a lot. And one thing I definitely remember is when I was in Spiti, it's like this um, a, a terrain similar to Ladakh. When um, I got my periods, I did not know how to dispose it off. And even if like, even if I'm carrying it in my bag, nah, I mean... I felt bad to put it in the dustbin because I know these guys are going to do nothing about it. There is no municipality trucks coming and picking up your um, garbage. That was one moment when I realized oh, this is not right. I mean, I can't travel this way. And uh, later, I, I did keep it in my bag till the time I could find a city place where I could uh, dispose it of properly. But again not much use it's anyways going to go into the landfill so I think high up in the mountain they'll at least burn it so there was this like better of the two evils and I did choose that but that was something that triggered me to take action and when I saw about that menstrual cup I was intrigued I really didn't go to see for other options which I did later but I was like okay let's figure it out I will. Uh, I had that intent, and the intent was so strong that I just went for it. I I went online on Amazon and just checked like, what is this thing? I ordered, and oh my god, when it came, I I was just looking at it like, oh this this just uh, the image is different. Like objects seem bigger than they <laughs> they are seen in the image, and uh, it was. It was like, uh, I, I remember having this moment. It's it's that cup on the table, me on the couch, just looking at each other and wondering, okay, uh, when is this union going to happen? It was so strange. And looking at that, um, because it's a cup, right? I didn't know how to put it inside, especially in the And A, putting something inside a vagina, even get that idea to be okay with it is not easy. And uh, like... I'm just grateful that uh, I was open to um, figuring out my own sexuality and figuring out uh, my own relationships that in a way, it made me comfortable. And um, it like having those um, talks on understanding your own body is so important. And even if whatever relationship you are in, understanding your own body is so important at that time. And I think that helped me take this decision easily because I knew I'm okay with a cup, but yeah, even then I had a, a, so much of a hesitation to put something inside. because just, just the shape is confusing. And it'll, especially the first time, it'll be like, oh my God, what is this kind of a thing? And uh, I was sitting there browsing through uh, a lot of YouTube videos Like how to put it, how to put it, all the YouTube videos, like, this is how you have to fold it. This is how you have to put it in. This is how you have to do it. Oh, samosa, samosa fold. (laughs) What fold? Different folds. (laughs) I had to figure out a shri fold, which will go inside properly and fit me did something i i remember my flatmate she was just sitting and she she was just fascinated by this whole idea of what i'm doing okay uh-huh. it was like a saturday and she's like this is like complete entertainment i don't need uh-huh. netflix today <laughs> i'm gonna see how you're going to figure this out and uh, i i just took that i went to the bathroom figured something out the first day was super uncomfortable <laughs> i was i was just like um okay This is different and it's probably I did it all wrong. Okay, that's also possible. The same happened to me when I transitioned from uh, using a sanitary napkin to using a tampon. I was on a travel trip and I couldn't find sanitary napkin. It was so strange. I couldn't find sanitary napkin that day or maybe the one that I needed. So I went ahead on that tampons front. Also, I figured it out just similar way and just just looking at youtube videos and did something first day was super uncomfortable but that ways just to answer uh, your question more specifically that transition to go for sustainable menstruation was triggered through that instagram influencer who was leading her own sustainable life i wanted to i did not know how and At least in my circle, nobody was going sustainable, especially in menstruation. So I had no idea. That's why probably I had to rely on that influencer to uh, wandering come. And I really thank her for uh, putting out that story because of her. I came to know about it and I was okay to, I was willing to explore it. And it's all maybe my own um, explorer nature of having that courage to try something new without thinking too much. Has helped. It has also led me into some tough situations, but it has also helped me to try out newer things. So that is how I transitioned into uh, sustainable menstruation options. Okay.
1: So apart from um, the magic cup, right? Are there? What are the other alternatives that people can explore that are sustainable?
2: Apart apart from the cup, there are uh, cloth pads, which are there. There are um, Um, what is it called menstrual panties are also there and uh, one more thing is there's a sponge uh, eco sponge which is similar to a tampon which is made out of um, it is a material that is uh, derived from the sea looks like a sponge itself but it is not the synthetic sponge and that can be used uh, in other than the tampons which are there so uh, cloth pads menstrual cups the menstrual panties and the sponge i think these these four are the current options which are there and the fifth option is if um, if somebody somebody is uh, okay with free flowing even that is an option there are many i know who, women who especially now with work from home now they prefer uh, going free flowing and they just figured out a, a lot of assumptions in our head, right? So there were some who were like super positive and they they were the ones to tell you, you should try free-flowing, it's, it's better. No ginger at all. <laughs> So these are the five options that can help us go sustainable, yeah.
1: Wow. The sponge thing is damn interesting. I've never heard that before, actually. You're <laughs> the first one. Yeah. I, at least I am. I haven't heard that before. The first one to actually speak about from you know.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't either. I think
1: that's.
2: And apparently, that sponge idea has been there since centuries. Oh. It is just that it uh, maybe it's it's popular in certain areas across the world. I think I, re- I read it in some European article about the sponge, but it's not yet there in India, or maybe it's there. I don't know, but it is yeah.
0: there.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> we should explore more about this. But
0: uh, also talking about why, uh, what are the sustainable options? We should like definitely talk about the why. I think that's what is the yeah. motivation behind why you would go into. For you, it was a Spitty Valley moment. For for somebody else, it would be something else, right? So why do you think someone should opt for a sustainable? Alternative, and I'm saying should because I mean, with climate change, I think everything is a should. So
2: uh, please, uh,
0: 100%. There are like three
2: specific whys I can say. Number one is the menstrual pads which are there at present. They are, we all, at least most women, are now becoming aware that it is not uh, organic. It has got a lot of uh, byproducts from the oil and gas industry, which is synthetic. It has got uh, dioxins, a lot of these chemicals which are already there, which which has been put there for our convenience, but it is really not healthy. So on a personal health side, it is, it is something that we need to be conscious about. Number two, it's not healthy for the planet because when we dispose it of right now we have to accept that in India, the waste collection systems need to be more mature. Why only pads? Even the child diapers. We are a population of one billion, and if each of this one billion is going to give um, birth to fifty million kids, this uh, uh, imagine the number of diapers that are going to be there. So there is so much of um, pad material, synthetic pad material, which is um, which is being produced, which is being marketed and marketed, and even being made available to the masses. And when we dispose it off, we As a culture, I think since past two decades, we are more inclined towards convenience. That was not the case three decades back. I think our parents' generation were more conscious about creating waste and uh, they had their own different types of waste, which was like um, they never thought about. But when it came to personal use, I think our generation is the most uh, convenient use and throw uh, kind of a thing. And we prefer convenience, which is not a bad thing. Uh, I think people have worked worked their way out to improve their lifestyles. They want convenience, but the way we are consuming convenience might need a change. And that's where uh, these synthetic pads is um, is creating a lot of pollution, which we don't think about. Now, when we are disposing it off, if you're putting it in the dry waste, Technically, would you put your med- like a hospital? Can you mix a hospital waste into uh, your dry waste? You cannot, right? It's a medical waste. And similarly, because a pad is touching your body fluids, a diaper is touching your baby's body fluids, it is not categorized as dry waste. It is a medical waste. So that segregation, the residential areas, some do have a great collection system, but just those people doing it on their own is not going to help. It's the majority that needs to change. So now that, and change definitely takes time, especially in a country like India, where the people numbers are so high that even to implement certain changes, it takes time because it needs a whole ecosystem shift. So in such a case, we also have to then play by the rules, right? kind of uh, uh, be flexible and try to impact the world better by our own choices. Well, change will come. I think uh, if both go together, it would be a faster change rather than just blaming the government. So that's where I feel uh, as consumers, we have options. It is up to us whether we want to make a choice. uh, One more thing that people usually forget is there are many, many... How many times have we seen in toilets it's written, don't flush down your sanitary napkins from the commode, right? It's written because people do that and we have seen it choke. This whole dry net cover and super absorbent gel, even if you put it through the commode, that gel never stops. I mean, it's like the best employee you can have. It never stops working. It that absorbent gel will keep absorbing, absorbing, absorbing till the time it uh, it chokes the pipelines. And it is it is extra cost of money to clear it extra cost of man hours taken to clean that whole thing and it's a user behavior that has damaged the system which people don't realize so we have to be cognizant that all these sanitary napkins if there are so many donation camps people just give away sanitary napkins and, and I feel confused because you're not educating the person how to dispose it of It's okay to give something, but tell them how to use it and also throw it. If they are just throwing it randomly in a nala or a river, ultimately it is my own water that is going to get polluted if I don't take care of what what others are also putting into that same water water line, right? We have kind of forgotten water is non-renewable resource, fresh water. And we are just okay with, okay, this is my donation. I did a charity. I feel good. But that's not the case we have not completed the cycle properly. So that choking is another issue. Our own health is another issue. And lastly, waste. Many women still think that uh, our regular sanitary napkins are biodegradable or rather just the idea of it is not biodegradable is new to them. They They never thought about it. Rest all organic waste they'll think, oh, this is uh, this is compostable, this is dry waste. But sanitary napkins just because it's gotten now used to it, right? Bajpan say like that whole hiding thing has made them build walls around it. That's my observation that they stop thinking it's just about get it get it in a black packet. Smuggle it into the washroom, put it in, come out. That's it, and throw it away. That's all. Nobody should see it. So, because of this whole hush, 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 hush thing, they have stopped openly thinking about what exactly is the impact of it, right? Unless somebody is openly talking about. In my uh, previous office, women inside the washroom will call periods chums. I have got my (laughs) word. There was one more word they used to use it's my happy birthday or something oh. and, and i was like it's it's a it's a ladies washroom at least now you can say the word out loud right but no it's it's just ingrained in um put through society pressures our own assumptions inhibitions all of this has kind of led us to not talk about it openly which shows even in a place where women it's only women there, and still we have hesitation to take the name out loud. It's like Voldemort. Period is literally like
0: Voldemort. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that should not be named exactly. And it it was so strange for me. And that was one of the reasons why I felt so compelled to start um, a period for change campaign in my previous office. Yeah.
0: So actually, I used to do quite a I was like very active in the cleaning lake cleaning scene for for about uh-huh. eight or two and every other day I used to go pick up a diaper or a pad from uh, so oh. it has a lot of lakes and it's like very rich in uh, lake and river bodies itself right other than the ocean as other yeah. coastal city so I have picked up enough diapers and pads to know that that's where it's gonna land and it's like so mindless the ways like people around that like that, that the lake and river right they just throw it they're like that's all I, like the nature <laughs> is so is I, we have to come pick it up like so i i get i understand uh, <laughs> what can be
1: driveways that you were mentioning right uh i i mean i don't know how many people do this but I'm heard that people actually wash. I mean, maybe it is, I don't know if it's hygienic or not, or if it's going to make a difference. But you know, people actually washed, wash your used pads and then wrap it and throw it. So now how do you categorize that? So they consider that like it's washed. So it's going to like anyways absorb. So now I can put it as in my way. So how do you? I mean, I, that is a little confusing for me when you were just talking about.
2: When you just said that you were the only person I know other than me who mentioned, at least to me right now in the conversation, who spoke about washing the pad before throwing it.
1: It's, yeah, It's I mean, the reason I brought it up is because, I'm just being honest, I've never done it before. Okay, or maybe I haven't been educated on this. But then recently I heard about it and I did try it, but I was confused. I don't know how to dispose it now. So how do I consider yeah. Is it dry waste, wet waste? That,
2: it? Uh, mo- um It is... It is still a dry waste because you can't uh, throw it uh, in wet waste. Wet waste usually, yeah, I mean, the wetness of it is there. But ultimately, when in Indian segregation right now, the wet waste is more of an organic waste, something that has chances of being composted or biodegrading in its own self. So because of the material which is there, um, and even if you are washing it, it's not really, because it has got a lot of resins and all of it, which is not biodegradable. So it, it should ideally be a part of medical waste, which has got a lot of wetness, but it is liquids, right? So uh, that is how it is going to be. And um, on the point of washing, you know, when I got my first periods and my mom was telling me about how to use a sanitary napkin, she had, uh, she had told me about washing it when she first trained me on my um, sanitary napkin usage. And guess what? And I mean, we we used to just come excited to school and just say that, okay, I've got my periods. And we used to have competition, who gets it the latest? <laughs> so some, some get it in sixth standard, in seventh standard. I got it in, I think, in the summer vacations of eighth to nine standard, something like that. So that, but we, we only talk about... Oh, you you got it you got it you got it that was was more uh, more of it and otherwise sometimes we'll just come frustrated you know what my mom was telling so many people about I got periods I got (laughs) periods there is that whole thing right the 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 family needs to know the girl is big blah 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 and all of that so that those kind of frustrations used to be the bonding factors but we never really spoke about how we disposed a sanity napkin never came in conversation you'll only boast about oh I am using whisper I am using stay free the, the higher brands which is now being someone who is following sustainability feels oh my god I've used those for so many years I've already created a huge carbon footprint and uh, so those but when my mom taught me almost I think for three four years I used to wash and throw wash and throw till I um, I was in graduation time and I, I just had to take a random conversation with my cousin and I told her yeah, I'm washing it and she said why do you wash it and I, I was like oh you don't wash and she said no I just throw it and I was like so convenient I'm gonna do that <laughs> I just did that and till then I was a good good person and now I realize I, I think I did have a conversation with my mom like why do you why do you wash it She had had told me that when we throw it off, it's the uh, people who segregate the garbage, they'll be touching it. It's not healthy for them. So that is one of the reasons she started washing it because her mother never used a sanitary napkin. So she is the first generation who started using. But even then, she had that consciousness to wash it because she didn't want somebody else to touch the body fluids, right? And we we cannot go and dispose it off in hospital waste every time. So that was, but then now I, now I respect her, where she came from, but there was a time in between, I was like, oh my God, too much work. It's better to yeah. just, just throw it.
1: <laughs> like just few people who do that and I learned recently and yeah, so long even I have just been like, I use a throw, right? Uh, till I actually, I never thought of that aspect so far. Yeah. So I just want to. See, not- that is
2: where. Yeah, I think that is where behavior change comes in. Say, for example, now from today onwards, you start using reusable cloth pads. So when we are using reusable cloth pads, it has got all the advantages of a regular sanitary napkin. Like it is super absorbent. It it doesn't leak. All of it is there. Uh, The only difference is now because you're going to keep it in your cupboard, you'll clean it, right? But just because you're throwing it, you are okay to throw it the way it is nobody will keep blood uh, blood stained things in their cupboard right so we are going to clean it because yes, it's in our
0: house
2: so
0: let's also just quickly talk about some of the myths regarding sustainable alternatives or the myths that you also had in your head right like you're talking about how does this work? So, I mean, is it going to like hurt me or things like that as well? So what are the myths around this uh, sustainable alternatives?
2: Oh, yeah. One, One big myth around menstrual cup is it's so big. How is it going to fit in? How am I going to walk? I... There were two uh, two days I forgot it is inside me. <laughs> so I mean that's how uh, that's how comfortable it is once you start using it. So that's a myth. Like we won't know uh, we won't learn swimming till we jump into the pool, right? So it is similar to that. Once you start using it, you just know kids, it is so good. It's like that shadow which doesn't even need to be spoken of. It's just there. It'll take care of the work and do that. So that is myth number one. Another myth number, uh, myth two that is there is um, cloth pads. The recent cloth pads, sustainable ones that have come in, they leak, they are just another cloth, but that is not the case. It is as good as a sanitary napkin and they have taken care of the design and that's where the new innovation and technology comes in, right? They have ensured that these aspects are taken care because mainly it is... I remember asking everyone, like, do you see blood in my pants? And all <laughs> like you just stand and ask, right? This is such a school thing. So <laughs> and now I feel like even if it is there, what does it make a difference? <laughs> and so yeah, so because of that, they have taken care of nothing should leak leak out into it. And another um, Around this sponge, I don't know. The panties, I just loved which is there. The period panties, I think that is, I haven't used it, but just the idea of it, like it's just another panty, right? Like you don't need anything else to be put in or plugged in. You just wear it when you have periods and then you wash it as a regular, uh, like regular process. So period panties, I think is not uh, super known, but it is a good option that one should check out. Huh? Another myth is these uh, sanitary napkins. Regular commercial sanitary napkins are biodegradable, which is which is not true. So that is something uh, that is a strange myth. People think it is. And uh, what else? Oh, uh, cost wise, I think cost wise, I would say if on an average throughout a uh, women's menstruating years we might end up using almost 11000 to 15000 sanitary napkins through throughout that phase so uh, how many ever years that is from 14 years to say 45 years that uh, that that time period which is there you might end up using 15000 sanitary napkins based on your flow So you can imagine the amount of carbon footprint that comes. It's not just the pad waste, it's the amount of um, wood pulp needed to put into the material, amount of plastic needed to coat it. And imagine just these 15,000 into even uh, 100 women in your area. So just multiply it with that and you understand the impact of it. It's like heaps. It can equally become a big mountain if only all women come together and start putting it in one area. Mm -hmm. So that is, and however eco-friendly it is, we have to, again, unless it is, if you're using those um, compostable pads also, we have to be sure that it is uh, backyard compostable. Because nowadays, uh, even you are getting compostable garbage bags, but one of my podcast guests told me that those are useless till you have an industrial composter. Mm. Those compostable, uh, today, all that is coming just with the name compostable are only industrial compostable, which needs a specific area, specific temperature, specific um, environment for it to compost. But if you're just simply putting it in the landfill, you it is not getting the right temperature, right? It is just like baking. Your cake will fluff only at the right temperature so similarly the composting will happen only at the right temperature so if it is in the landfill it is as good as a plastic probably even worse so Those are
0: the like
2: that yeah oh and one more myth we we as indian society we pray cow so much no so uh, but what happens is when the garbage is lying out in the open there was a veterinary doctor i had interviewed for my period for change campaign and she told me she has operated cows and dogs oh, and uh, so many animals oh,
0: no, and no.
2: found sanitary napkins stuck in their uh, stuck in their internal organs ah. um, in their digestive system because for them they go with a sense of blood and ah. even cows imagine so, at least for the cow, be sustainable. I mean, yeah. all the cows that we pray on the road. I
0: know, yeah. This is not... <laughs> no, I, don't I, I don't Because know. I know, like, dogs do sometimes chase me. And they smell the blood. Because uh, yeah. I know that, like, you know, I'm a, like, if I'm on my and I'm walking on the road, they have, like, comments. Oh, they, really? Yeah, they chase okay. me. Yeah, so yeah, they do. I'm more scared when I'm on my But I didn't know cows do that. I didn't know that. So, what happens <laughs> is
2: in the garbage, mm-hmm. uh, it's mixed with food, organic waste, all of it, right? And the roadside garbage, there is no segregation in that. It's got everything in that. It's so dirty. And for cows, it is. The roadside cows are not well fed, so they hunt for their own food. So when they go hunting for food, whatever they they ruminate, right? Yeah. So they just first grab whatever is there, and then when they sit, if they are lucky, they'll vomit it out. If not, it's still in their system. Well, that's
1: what is happening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because That's once sweet. in college, uh, one of my, uh, like, we had, there was a small pup that we would, like, try and grow or something, and then, like, Friday, we left it and went, and then Monday, it was then because it ate styrofoam in the area behind our, yeah, so this whole belly was, like, bloated, and then we realized that it ate styrofoam, so I can't even imagine, like, eating multiple parts of a component, like, just one styrofoam can make yeah. More, like, so this is like, oh my
2: God, that, that's,
0: yeah, we had to like, we went and buried the dog, like with the watchman. Oh. This is like too intense.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. So, so intense.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I understand like that if they are saying they found it in cows and dogs, then it is true. It, it, it You know, it's possible that anything can happen. Yeah. So, wow, that
2: got dark very quickly, but it's essential. Oh, uh, she is like a badass veterinary doctor I've ever met. She was so brutal, right? It it was like a session of uh, this corporate employees. There were almost um, more than 50, um, all all gender employees, okay, in the crowd. We had invited everybody to be a part of it. And Dr. Sachi just takes the mic and when asked those questions, she just said that this is how I've operated operated cows and this is where it sits and everybody is like oh! you could hear the audience just gasp <laughs> in something that they people usually ignore right you don't uh, go in depth of what's happening to these animals that are roaming around but it's our own waste disposal habits that are killing them and today we see them tomorrow they are not there we never think why they are not there maybe they're just in some corner dead yeah
0: yeah Oh wow! Uh, that got dark very quickly, but uh, <laughs> very essential. Yeah, it is. to so hear their consequences for the actions that are happening, right? So quickly, let's like take a minute to just quickly discuss the periods for change campaign and uh, how did how did the did, did change happen in the process?
2: It did, thankfully. Yes, now I can say it did happen. So, this idea of sustainable menstruation, the team with which I was working, such sweet women, nice teammates. But menstruation was a taboo for them in in an MNC. We all were working in an MNC, quite accomplished, about diversity and inclusion, whatnot. Everything was taken care of by that organization. But menstruation was still a taboo. And one of the ladies, it was like a Friday, just chill. After four o'clock, people are usually chill, right? I mean, they don't really want to work so much. So it was at that time. And usually at that time, I used to go for my coffee refill, but I wanted to go to the washroom. And my my teammate only, she was there, and I could hear her. She just wanted a pad. So A, she, she I don't know, she just figured I am in the washroom. Nobody else was there. She was inside and she called out. The way she said pad only, she was like, pad. And I was like, oh, okay, what do you want? <laughs> I'll go get it. <laughs> I, and I, I, I gave it to her uh, from the dispenser. But it was, I, I asked her, dude, what is it? You can say pad, you can shout pad in this washroom. There's nobody, nobody. She's like, I'm not used to it. It doesn't come naturally to me, okay? You might be bold. She she felt offended a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to. Uh, she comes from very humble background. In fact, I, I appreciate the way she has brought herself up. Like her, She's grown up in a village like a proper agricultural family. And now she, after marriage, she's kind of uh, grown into and blended into city life. But I understand where she's coming from. And... Then that little thing led to a coffee time conversation. We started discussing on menstruation and it was a nice chit-chat session, but that's when I realized Nobody has an idea of there are options, sustainable options. When I said I use menstrual cup, oh yeah, the menstrual cup topic came because she asked me whether I have a pad. I said, I don't have because I've, I've stopped using it since two years. She was so confused. What do you use? <laughs> she said, are you back into cloth? I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I use menstrual cup. So that's how the uh, uh, the conversation started. They wanted to know what this is. And that I thought, okay, it's a good time to... Probably, maybe if these girls don't know, it's highly possible many girls don't know. Many women don't know about it. And two of them were like 10 years senior to me in that conversation. So even they didn't know, neither did the one who was two years younger to me know about it. So it was like a good mix. And that was when I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, the moment I went home, I made a quick chhota presentation, like five slides of... Something I just researched, like what can be done, and at um, the company that I was working for, they uh, they have this women empowerment network, which is like a global global employee resource group. I wanted to talk to the India head of it, and I made this presentation on Monday. I I emailed it to them, and on Monday I just went and met them. Like, please come meet me. We I need to discuss. So I told them, let's have this um, session period for change, and. I explained it to them that current situation of menstruation is so-and-so. We all know it's a taboo. And it's a good thing that movies like Padman came out where people became a little bit more aware. Oh, this is how women are facing the problem of cloth and then pad. But something I think we all ignored in that movie is what they talk about is cloth is not a bad option. It is just that you are not let to dry it out or dry in the open, yeah. get it sun, all of that. So those were the cultural problems that the women were facing. It's not the convenience of pad. Pad was just an option given to still keep it a taboo, isn't it? Yeah. Cloth was uh, cloth was a most organic option, but we just weren't confident enough to let it out that, oh, I'm having periods like that. So... That was something that people missed out, I think, from the movie. And so anyways, that topic was discussed in the meeting. And even they were listening to Sustainable Alternatives for the first time. And they were so intrigued by the idea of, oh my God, what are these menstrual, menstrual cups? What are these um, eco-friendly pads? So they had the question, like, how is it different from using a cloth and blah, 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 all of that discussion triggered their interest and they said let's do it let's do it let's uh, start from this office itself and um, we in in one month we invited we hosted like a panel discussion i had uh, connected through instagram to uh ecofem to medfem to this muse foundation from where that badass uh, veterinary doctor had come so. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also had our in-house gynecologist on the panel where we spoke about, it was a nice discussion. We spoke everything from A, basics of menstruation, what happens in your uterus area, to how to use, say, if it's a menstrual cup, how to insert it. All of those were discussed and we had kept it open for all genders. We were not expecting people would turn up, but more than 50 turned up, which is like a good number. And male, uh, the, the I also remember towards the end of the session, two men from the audience um, took the mic. They wanted to ask, there was Q&A and women had some amazing questions around what to do when, if uh, you are uh, during the office time, how to change if somebody is using sustainable options. So I like the way they started thinking. They started putting themselves in the shoes of, oh, what will happen if I start using? Uh, How do I deal with such situations? Which was good because once you start thinking, you start figuring out pathways and solutions right but till that end, the time that thought is not triggered it's not going to happen you'll still be ignorant and the questions from uh, the male counterparts were so cool they just uh, they wanted to know where can they get more resources one of them wanted to share it with uh, his niece and um, give her resources so that she can figure out because he said she's at that age right now where she's just recently may or may not he was not sure about the period aspect of it but he wanted to share these resources to educate her and uh, she could probably figure out and be comfortable with her own choices another man he wanted to uh, help his wife out with this information because she she uses sanitary napkins but he wanted to uh, check with her if she would be interested to go sustainable and how can how can he bring her into this conversation because this was like a company event right so that that was pretty cool and the best thing that happened after 4 months of this event is i got two emails from two attendees and they said hey we started using menstrual cup and it's fantastic and I was like yes this is this is awesome I have saved I have saved 10,000 sanitary napkins from the world (laughs) so good job good job and then last year I got four messages I, I left the organization in 2000 yeah last year only in August and after that, I got four messages on WhatsApp. We started using menstrual cup and this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, six women, if they have transitioned, it's a good start because now they are going to speak to more women about their experience, right? So it's like a exponential curve. And that is that is where I felt that it, just never hesitate to take action especially in awareness, you never know who who is ready for that shift. And once they are touched, they will help you spread the word. Mm-hmm. So it's just that we should just be there, act. And it's so good to always share your experience with people, especially in matters that matter the most. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: that's really nice to hear that, you know, it wasn't just a campaign, but it actually initiated some change. So... That's nice. Uh, but do you was it only in the office or was it like specific city or, um, you know, if somebody wants to be a part of, is, is it a campaign that's still running and if somebody wants to be a part of it, can they reach out to you? How, how does it work?
2: Oh, so we can always uh, build a new period for change. So that was just a name that was given. It was like hashtag period for change. And uh, later the women empowerment team, the global team wanted to implement, replicate that. And they had taken um, information of how it was done so that was a good thing I don't know that after that I moved on from the organization I don't know whether they implemented or how they are going about it I hope they are still doing it but uh, anybody we can always start and I can always help I how I got started with it very simple man so simple
0: wonderful wonderful. Uh, just your closing thoughts is there anything you want to tell the people who are listening to the podcast this could be our new periods for change (laughs) (laughs) Like
2: this, I think what I would, if there is somebody who's planning to go sustainable in um, in during their menstruating days, first of all, I want to tell every woman that forget all the other plastic consumption that you have. If only we start with our own menstrual cycles, it has a big impact, much bigger impact, because we know this one thing is going to be there with us every month. And each of us probably end up using... One and a half packets of that sanitary napkin during the menstruation time. Like at least then, two times you change seven days, approximately one or more than one packet you use, right? So that is a big, big, big uh, step towards climate action. And that is a mindset shift. First, I want to tell most women that understand how big of an impact it's going to be just by your own actions. And then you, the I felt super empowered the second time I started using my menstrual cup. I just knew that wow, I am so I can try. I went swimming on day one, day two of my periods. Nothing like it was like the best thing I can say. I was I can just be myself with menstrual cup because I know it's it's just going to take care of it. Imagine swimming. I was a little bit uh, worried about that, but you. The way they show in those uh, whisper ads, white pants, women are running, false. It's going to happen only if you use menstrual cups. (laughs) That is definitely going to happen. You can jump around in water, nothing will spill. Everything is fine. You can dive deeper into (laughs) a swimming pool and just be fine. So just that, but I wanted to share it is really empowering when you start impacting the climate through your menstrual cycles it's beautiful and you will know once you start use, doing that it it's all the women i've met who have transitioned into sustainable alternatives i see the confidence in them because they are just out there they know this is so impactful <laughs> that they will not even shy away from talking to anybody about periods that is so important because a they have when, when we are transitioning in that is menstru- menstruation is such a vulnerable topic for us as women. It's so close it we have all emotions around menstruation, right? It's like a mix of emotions. So when we deal with that, it automatically gives us a whole new confidence and uh, because we accept ourselves the way we are and we are just trying to mitigate it, right. So that I think that is something that gives us that confidence. That gave me the confidence and I have seen the confidence in other women also. So A, that's like a great personal development step in addition to climate action. And if you're transitioning, I think taking it slow reading and best thing is to talk to women who are using it because they are the only ones who can probably help you transition easily if you have doubts around menstrual cup ask someone who's using a menstrual cup today social media you just have to che- check hashtag menstrual cup you will find women who are using it hashtag um, eco-friendly sanitary napkins you will find women who are using it be it facebook be it instagram and trust me these are women who would love to help you out who would love to help you out um, in figuring out your journey, because they have done it themselves. And I have never seen a woman who says, No, no, I won't tell you how to use a menstrual cup. It's very personal. Nobody does that. So so just do hashtag for the alternative you want to use and have conversations with those women and just figure out what works best for you. And if you're someone who wants to be spoiled with choices order everything and figure it out for yourself and then probably you can write a blog analysis dashboard that this is good this is bad <laughs> just but it's important to figure out it's it's really cool and it's it's been four years for me since i started using menstrual cup
1: okay
0: <laughs> personally i think i've uh, it's very i am very scared so maybe I think hearing about the cloth option, maybe that will be my first step towards change, t- taking the transition change, not suddenly. Uh-huh. Wake up, I think I'm not that, not that's one thing. So I hope, uh, I think this has inspired me a little bit to yeah. now move the other way. Like, I mean, it's, I always have the inspiration. I think uh, more t- uh, taking action is a bit of a problem in this case. So hopefully, uh, moving in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, but thank you so much for your time and your insight,
1: your yeah. experiences. I, I mean, just, <laughs> so, a lot of learning. And yeah, like Madhu said, now, I, I mean, I've always been wanting to explore the cup. But then like she said, I, I kind of didn't have the push or the, a, a little bit of fear. yeah. Um, you know how do you how do i go about using this but i guess I, something that i will try out thank you thank you so much for having me my
2: morning started on a very high note i'm so happy <laughs> so
1: much
0: thank, you. Thank, thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to the podcast podcast subscribe and if you think somebody else will find it useful and it will add value to them please refer them to our podcast thank you so much and see you soon on another episode of petro max light